in a world where one man just doesn't want to come up with another origin story. A new superhero team is born. The Mutants! <laughs> the Mutants? They're just... The Mutants. They're... They're born, and that's that's how they got their power. They're born, and they're the mutants. We'll we'll call the book the mutants. Why? <laughs> Why that can't was, we call it the X Men? Nope that was that was Stanley's original pitch. The mutants. The mutants. That was the title. I'm that, really glad they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> His editor was like, "People aren't gonna know what mutants are." Martin Goodman. Turned it down. No one's going to know what a mutant is. So Stan, Stan well, I mean, back. To, okay, all fairness to Stan, like no one's going to know what an X-Men is. That's what he said. That's what Stan said. He's like, no one's going to know. He just made that up because they have an extra power. <laughs> there's, so there's, it wasn't even based off Xavier? No, Xavier was named after the fact. I don't know what's happening right now. And I feel like I'm questioning. In a world. <laughs> In a world where I have no idea what the heck you're talking about. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today we're talking X-Men number one. Issue number one from 1963. 1963. Mm-hmm. That's when the mutants were born. So, yeah, his editor just told him that no one's going to know what that is. Come back with a better title. That. <laughs> Come back with a better title. And he loved he loved the X-Men, which doesn't make any sense. Maybe because wasn't there what's like the government organization? The something men. The men in black? <laughs> Here come the men in black. No. I'm gonna look it up. There's a G Men. Oh. G Men? What are yeah, G Men? Yeah. That's just like a like government men. Right, but like that's a way like that's yeah, maybe that's a draw in because when were the g-men popular that's uh, i don't know that the g-men is really like a like a subgroup of government employees <laughs> i think it's just a well is a it colloquialism. It's slang right so like yeah. where did it come from did it come from the 60s i don't know well it says g-men is when i typed it in google g-men is a 1935 warner brothers crime film so um it's just flat out incorrect. Multiple meanings, but so we're talking. We're talking the X Men. We're talking the X Men created yeah, by X Men. Stan Lee, Stanley Lieber, Stan Lee Lieber. That's yeah. a mouthful. Stanley Lieber, yeah, because it's not Stanley. Right. It's Stan Lee, right? And and Jack King Kirby, the artist that co-created a lot of the popular superheroes with Stan. His middle name is King? No, that's he was the king. You know, he's you respect the king. Yeah, well you should respect Jack King Cole. And not use that name. Is that really his middle name? Jack King Cole? You don't know who that is? He's a a jazz musician. Maybe I'm thinking of Nat King Cole. Yep. We should just cut this right out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Garbage. All right. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm all thrown off because I don't. I have nothing in front of me. I don't know what's about to happen. I have a lot of nervous anticipation, like energy. I just. We're starting new. I have one storyline in my head. I'm just getting it together. Getting we're start. We're starting new. This. You know. Fresh. This is a brand new opportunity. This was the first. 
the first ever issue of the X-Men. And the first ever. And that was legit. So this is the perfect jumping off point because this is when everybody jumped off. Right. Yeah. Jumped on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you who are who are the original five X-Men? Oh, crackers. Um, okay. The original five X-Men, not counting Xavier, like right. the he's, original. He's, he's the team. teacher. He's the Okay, Storm. Nope. No? I quit. <laughs> I've uh, apparently I'm terrible. Okay, wait. Love redo, redo. Scratch it from the record. Cyclops? Yeah. Colossus? Nope. Cyclops? <laughs> still, still correct. Oh, you wanted me to edit that out? Wolverine? Up? No, no. Nope. Well, not Wolverine? Nope. Okay. Jean Grey? Yes. Okay, Cyclops, Jean Grey. Yep. Beast? Yep. Nightcrawler? No. Nope. No. I knew that was wrong when I said it. I'm secretly right now looking around the room for um a team of action figures to give me a clue. You're there's, shaking your head. No it's not going to happen. You okay. You have what? Cyclops, Gene, Beast. Yep. Oh. Gambit and Rogue? Failure. <laughs> I don't know. Who? The original five X Men. Cyclops. Okay. Jean Grey, who went by Marvel Girl. Okay. Beast. Nailed it on that one. Iceman. Iceman. And Angel. Okay. Well, I am sorry, everyone. <laughs> I really had no idea. I, I thought you knew that. I, thought... I, no. I feel like we talked about that at one time. No. I mean, probably, but I didn't remember. Okay. So this is the cover. That's the cover right in front of you. Yeah. And it's got those those five on it. Yeah, those OG well, five versus okay, Magneto. Okay, hold on, because who? Okay, Magneto. I see Magneto. Cyclops. Yep. I can figure out very clearly who Cyclops is, who Iceman is. Yep. Angel has the wings. Yep, and the bazooka. And the bazooka. I can very easily see Magneto. I can see Cyclops. Iceman got it. Jean, she's the redhead. Fine. Yep. Angel has wings. Yep. And a bazooka. Yep. But that's Beast. Yeah. The fact that he's everybody's got shoes on except for him. You know, he's yeah, but swinging he's in not on blue. Oh, he or wasn't. an animal looking, and he looks more like the Juggernaut to me. Hmm. Like his little hood thing. Well, they all have kind of the same cap on their heads. Yeah, I guess that's true. And he's not blue to start. He's not blue for a while, actually. Clearly, this episode is going to be just a just bunch a, of mind blowers. Just mind Alicia, benders. You think you know? Morty's mind benders. <laughs> you think you know? You have no idea. <coughs> okay. So, shall we get into it? Dive in. Page turn noise. Okay. And we have our Professor Xavier, stately Professor Xavier, in his mansion calling the X-Men to him. Classes in session, ordering them to him. Does he say to me, my X-Men? No, he doesn't. No, <laughs> no, no he doesn't. Classes now in session, exclamation point. Tardiness will be punished. Is Where exactly is Iceman coming from with that? <laughs> with that pole that he's yeah. sliding it on? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm keeping myself PG here. Yeah, 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 that's good. 
but where does that it's got like it's, it's just it's a firefighter pole feeling but yep. where it's out of nowhere there's no there's a floor above that you don't see the the foreshortening of the art you know and mm-hmm. so he's just coming in through that okay yeah no that's a that's just a doesn't make sense hey but while we're here we got written by stan lee drawn by jack kirby inked by paul reinman and lettered by s rosen well like- their names have the angel the beast the angel the beast iceman on your right on schedule sir yeah, Iceman and Beast don't. Hmm. I like how most of them, at least except for Cyclops, they're all kind of demonstrating their powers as they yeah, come in. Yeah, as they enter. Mm. But there's no Jean. Nope. Jean's not coming to class. Nope. She's going to be in trouble or maybe not. Well, look at them. They're doting on him. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I love the word doting. That's great. <laughs> I, I had tending to Xavier in my notes. so <laughs> They're tending to him. Why is it that Iceman's entire costume can change into ice but it's just not his shoes yeah um well so that's so he's not sliding and slippering all all over the place oh right yeah very he doesn't wanna, smart right he doesn't want to slide course. on the ice unless and, of course he was going to use that to his advantage <laughs> you also notice how he's he's not really ice <laughs> like he's ice he's man like but he's snow. Like snow like frosty the snowman <laughs> all right so what are they doing here what's what's this business so they're they're just gathering. They're they're just tending to Xavier. Iceman starts joking around because you know he's the goofball of the group. Of classic, we got to have a goofball. You know, they, honestly, they're they're very similar and very just like kind of upstanding young boys with their various mutant powers. But they're starting the tests. Right, we're in a school, and that was the original premise that you know they're they're just learning how to use these powers they should be in a school so how do we set this in a school so that xavier's like their school teacher but yet it's kind of in the same way of hogwarts you know are you are you learning geometry or just divination like you know, yeah yeah right defense against the dark arts right and so beast is you know going up on his feet upside down here as cyclops is about to start the test and on the next page, you, you really just see a lot of great demonstration of Beast using his powers, just all visual ways of him using his powers. And, and you see these kind of barked orders from telepathic mind bubbles coming from Xavier. And so this is the first time you're seeing that kind of slashing in the mind bubble, in the bubble to tell you it's a mind bubble. Yeah. I would assume so. I don't know if there's anybody else before this that would have talked into someone's mind in a comic. That's interesting. And then this is this would be like OG Danger Room, basically. Yeah, this is the Danger Room. This is probably before it's called the Danger Room. I don't think there's any reference to it being called the Danger Room here. But this kind of what was where he was. I don't think we moved from his sitting room. And then now we're just all of a sudden doing some tests. Uh, the the backgrounds are very fluid right now. You know, they're, they're keeping it keeping it loose. Yeah, nothing too specific. Yeah, an angel flies in at the end, and he starts using his power, which is to dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. <laughs> He's just you know flying around and evasive dodging, maneuvers. evasive. Yeah, just just fly around and don't get hit, and maybe punch somebody. 
Um, Maybe. Yeah, he's he's just kind of a lame character. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Sorry, Angel. These couple pages is really it's just to show you, introduce you. These are the first times we're seeing. Oh these my characters, god, right? Iceman literally looks like Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. He just like he puts. That's part of his his test. You know? Yeah, part of his test is to look like a snowman. Okay, it's to be, listen. It's to be a goofball. We're. That's what their test. That's his X Men no, I mean, skill. That's just, well, that's his personality. Is what I'm saying. So, okay, boss, you never know when I'm going to have to stand outside and pretend to be a snowman. You never know. All right. But and then Beast is throwing bowling balls at yeah. him. So Beast is trying to bring the seriousness to it. And Iceman has some some defensive skill to be able to throw it back. Some good impromptu ability to be able to throw that bowling ball back at him through an ice luge. <laughs> That's funny. Obviously, I'm not reading the dialogues. It's just like, hey, hey, you. Take this seriously by throwing a bowling ball at you. Hot diggity. A test for me at last. Okay. Hot diggity. I think I'm going to like. I'm going to like 60s comics. (laughs) They're 1960s kids. Hot diggity. These are my kind of phrases into it. Okay. Good work, Iceman. Your reflexes are astonishing for a 16 year old. I think that's the first time that we're getting any specific ages. Which you think like this is their high school, right? They're in this high school for gifted youngsters. Hogwarts. Yeah, right. And Cyclops. Except Hogwarts came after. Yeah, Cyclops has got his eyes, just you know, coming at you, coming at Beast actually. So what is Beast the test dummy for everyone? Yeah, well he's he's impervious or not really impervious. I guess he's, he's just because he's stronger. I don't know if that's actually part of Cyclops's test. Uh, that he was supposed to shoot at Beast. But it explains that there's a small lever at the side of his head shield. And as he does so, his eye visor opens wider and wider until you're the oldest Beast, so you're first. So that's why he's coming after Beast. Is this why he always has his like two fingers there? So he has to use this little like... Yes. It's interesting to hear that it's it's um like a lever that opens up versus a button because that makes so much more sense thinking like, how does a button control unless... You know, your energy from your eyes is just that ray is always just being absorbed into the goggles. And then when you press the button, it releases it. But to think that it's actually a lever that pulls it down. And I'm. It's still the button operates in a similar fashion that it he is able to create a opening in the visor. And there are instances where he'll control the, the width of that opening. Like like top to bottom with or side to side? Like can he make it more narrow and like streamline or like a direct? Or is it always the width of his visor? Like the... I think he can. I think he can go into the... I think he can make it more narrow like... More like a laser beam. Like a pointed thinner laser beam than this like... Wide. Flat. flat. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And especially if he does like a little bit at the beginning... You know, you see when you see uh, visual demonstrations of it, it's not always just the the beam across, but actually uh, most often it is. It'll have just rippling leading that beam, but usually it's always in that flat beam across. Mm. I wonder. I wonder how if he can manipulate the width of it. Interesting. Yeah, because it also you think about how this is issue one, the technology that he uses to hold back the eyes like the, the the blasts that he's able to shoot that evolves over the years you know right he's able to as add yeah to, right knowledge of other technologies or inventions yeah 
So Iceman is iced up in defense in that last panel before we turn to the next page. And Professor X is pissed as they're all just kind of chaos, you know. This starts just turning into a little tussle. Boys will, will be boys. Oh, those kids. And then you see Xavier's eyes. Enough. The lesson is over. So Jean was the only female mm-hmm. in the original group. Yeah. And as you can see, she's currently... Not even here. Not even here. How dare you? But in the next page, we are introduced to someone on their way. I like how they all change their clothes and they're in their stylish outfits now. Yeah. Well, they're trying to impress this new lady. This new lady. Except, who is Jean? Yeah. Except for Iceman, who just doesn't care. A girl. Big deal. I'm glad I'm not... A wolf like you guys, they're all like drooling all over. And we also know years and years later that Iceman was revealed to be gay and yeah. came, came out. And I remember, so I had gotten my brother that comic and it has like a reprint of this this panel in it as like a summary of the history of the x-men and it even includes something to that effect of iceman's just not interested in the fact that we have a woman on the team now he's like i don't He's not into it yeah i wonder if they if they knew way back then i don't i don't think so because it the way it came out was that it was a de-aged group, so it was like a time-displaced group of the original five. Oh. They had been brought to the future. And I don't know if they had been brought to the future at that point or it was just a story of those five, but it was these five students. And Gene basically told or or said to Bobby, like, why do you feel the need to, to do that? Like, I, I know. And Bobby was like, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, I, I know you're gay. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like he, oh he didn't. God. Right, right, right. This right. is amazing. Right. And that that's years and years later. But it's interesting because in this first this first panel of just not not yeah. caring about the fact that we now have a female. And, and, and especially because they're overemphasizing how much the other guys do dogs, care. You know, are yeah. wolves. Wolves. You're all, you're all wolves. You're all wolves. Yes, Magneto. It's a callback. It's a callback. Callback. Okay, so anyway, Jean's getting here. She's around in her cute little outfit with her little hat and her little white gloves. Yes. Marvel Girl. You'll be known as Marvel Girl. Welcome to the X-Men, Miss Gray. Marvel Girl. They're all like kind of oh. tripping over each other to meet Jean and just to, to be all... Can we also Smooth. just talk about for a second? Okay, this top panel, right? So you look at them and which one is... First of all, whoa, sorry, I just became overwhelmed with questions. Yeah. Question one, which one of these gentlemen is supposed to be Cyclops? Uh, you can't tell? No, because none of them have their eyes protected. The one in the green. Oh, he's not in that first picture. That I was looking at. Okay. Second, why do they look like they're 50-year-old men if they're supposed to be (laughs) 16-year-old kids? Well, you know, it's the 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they do, though. They do look look, very... Especially... Is that John F. Kennedy? Yeah. Beast (laughs) Beast looks like he's his dad. And I think also just the oversized hands because of his power adds to that. And he just... He looks like a full-grown man. Okay. Bob, uh, Bobby in the back with the red shirt, he looks like a child. But even Warren looks like like they they look like dads. Dads. 
But even Jean doesn't look young. Right. All right. Anyway, they just don't look like teenagers, but you're right. Yeah. It's and the so 60s. Cyclops is bringing over this chair and Jean moves it with her mind. And she takes it away. She starts moving more things. And she's just moving a bunch of things with her mind. And we, we get this description of her power telekinesis. And Holy smokes, what's going on? Right, right, right. Just the dialogue in here is amazing. It's amazing. Just, it's just so 1960s. I love it. Okay, so so Jean can move stuff with her mind that we've discovered. And she's not taking any of these boys and their rabble-rousing, roughhousing. Uh, she even takes Hank and throws him into the air when he tries to kiss her on the yes, side. Yes, of- as she should. Yes. Her face, she's like, uh, uh, no, thank you. Hank, take your paws off her. For the love of Pete. <laughs> Don't worry, Warren. I'm not exactly helpless, as you can see. So she's got she's got some power right off I the like bat. I like that. You know? I like right off the bat that she's like, I don't need you to protect mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I am my own woman. Yeah. And then we got Xavier going to that world brain, just looking all over what is everything. That? Yeah. I think that's early stages before Cerebro actually was Cerebro. You know, it's interesting. I was reading Jordan White, who is the senior editor for current Xbooks in Marvel. Mm -hmm. He had been tweeting every day. He would read an issue of the uncanny X-Men run. And one of the things that he said pretty early on, the idea that when we revisit something like this, we have this idea in our minds. That's like the fully formed, like, Oh, all these characters that have their individual personalities and Mm -hmm. you know, everything that is already set up, but really it wasn't that smooth. It wasn't that put together right off the bat that that was layers of months and years of storytelling added development yeah Yeah. that then crystallized it because you revisit in these new ways in cartoons or in relaunch series or in movies that they're able to draw on all that groundwork and show you a more fully developed Mm -hmm. base and metaphor interesting yeah okay but speaking of that base what i can't i can't look at this magneto what, going through that, going through that little box. He's just like, where is he popping out of? He's in his space base. You know, he, he's he's just he's just so angry, and he's getting mad about the people and how they are going to. He's going to show my power to make Homo sapiens bow to Homo superior. Right off the bat. Right off, right the, off bat. the gate. Charles Xavier. He's just trying to train these students. Magneto. He's like, nope. I'm trying to trying to bring it down. I got the power. It's interesting too in this side view, this profile, you don't really see that as much going forward, but he definitely looks like he has devil horns. Mm-hmm. Like his helmet, he's red and his helmet has these like horns coming off of the top of it. Yeah. And they're on his helmet. We have an action figure of Magneto and No, Professor I'm talking Xavier. about the red ones that oh, are sticking ones that are, up. Yeah. Not the purple, like, because that silhouette of the, the purple, that always stays the silhouette around his eyes. But oh, that's, in this, but that, he actually see, has. But see, like, that's the purple silhouette around. And then this is the extra on top, right? So it's it's connected to the helmet because it's, it's an action figure. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely more pronounced here than it is normally. Yeah. So what is he launching? It seems like he's launching something. Yeah. He's going to launch a missile. Of course he is. Because it's the 60s. Yep. 
Yeah, so you know the the mightiest rocket of all is about to be launched using maximum security precautions. The government feels nothing can prevent its successful flight, but miles from the launch site, I, the miraculous Magneto, alone shall make a mockery of their greatest effort. So on the next page, you actually see that he just takes control over this test. Oh, and, and so just, they're launching it. Yeah. And he's like, he's y'all, taking, I yeah. can control metal. He's taking control over it, and they're demonstrating Magneto's power. Amazing. Sixth top secret launching fails at sea. Yeah. So this is not so his been, first time. He's been doing this for a while. He's been messing around with them. But the uh-huh. worst is yet to come. Later that afternoon at the heavily guarded fence surrounding the launching site. Magneto's coming for y'all. Uh-oh. I love, I love this sky cloud in the third panel. Surrender the base or I'll take it by force. Magneto. I like that Magneto the is in cursive. cursive. <laughs> the cursive. Sun, love Magneto. I'm going to murder. Love. I'm going to murder all of you if you don't surrender now. Tenderly. I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. Magneto. <laughs> um, okay, so what is he writing this in the sky with? Just random metal particles? Appearing as though by magic over the heads of the astonished troops, huge letters take shape, composed of the dust particles from the air itself, skillfully magnetized into a message by the unseen mutant. I think that's a stretch. I mean, why? Why? Isn't the whole reason he can fly and stuff because there's metal particles in the air and things surrounding him so maybe i think i I always thought that he was flying because he was playing more on the like the pole the polar energy and like of the earth and how he was working off some more of like the natural forces of the planet and its pull Mm. i mean that makes sense but i think if you're in a city or a place where there might be like smog and things in the air perhaps yeah on that last panel where he's just shooting his brain waves out the window i'll direct my magnetic impulses into this energizer to increase the power and then i'll leave the helpless homo sapiens with no room for doubt vicious yeah Things are going off. Things are breaking up. And Magneto's just kind of like walking straight in through the front door. He's just coming in, strutting. You see his cape blowing in the background. So these are missiles that they're... What is this missile? Are they trying to launch another missile? Is he launching those with his brain power? You see the little squiggles? Yeah. He is manipulating that to launch. Demonstrating a power which the human brain is almost unable to comprehend, Magneto causes the grim rocket to fall into the sea many miles from shore next to an unmanned ship. So he's just, he's just demonstrating his power. He's like, Hey, I can come in and manipulate all of your weapons. I told you surrender love Magneto. I like this, this guard who says, hold it, Mac. If you're looking for a masquerade party, you've come to the wrong place. Beat it. That costume, you know, it's so good. I love that cape. I love that cape. However, his cape is not top notch quite yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Years. It's a little short. Just strutting in. Yeah, literally. And he's just strutting through and moving everything 
with these squiggles all around him. He's just like, y'all are wearing metal, so you messed I up. push you away over here. I put you together over here. Magneto was coming. You didn't know Magneto was coming? I tried to tell you with my sky message. I gave you a warning. Classic Magneto. Yep. Classic humans. Yep. Here we go. The, now I'm just going to- The birth I told you. their relationship. I told you what was going to happen. Oop. Back. In the school. Back in the school, we've got Marvel Girl trying on her costume, her uniform for the first time. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you look great. But attention, X Men, this is Professor X. Report to my study immediately. You have 15 seconds. No excuses will be tolerated. 15 seconds? 15 seconds? 15 seconds. I feel like Professor Xavier. How do you get in your costume in 15 seconds? Xavier's secondary mutation is in, like, impatience. This is ridiculous. <laughs> look at, look at. The last trio of panels, the middle one. Yabo. <laughs> Yabo. Actions at last. Gangway. Gangway. Also, I like that. I, so apparently Iceman's costume does not change because he doesn't have a costume aside yeah. from boots. Yeah, he's just naked. So he just he's becomes just a naked snow. Slushy, naked snowman. Okay, well, saves fabric, I guess. Yep. And, you know, in that 15 seconds, they're really showing off some some touches as to you know, where your questions might be as to how different X-Men members do their thing. You know, you're showing Warren taking the straps off of his wings so that he can fly. And I love the fact that they take a limo to their first superhero mission. A limo. Like their dad drives them and drops them off at their first superhero mission. In a limo. In a limo. and they're, Well, they're, that's why they had to get ready in 15 seconds because right. they were just taking a car there. Right. So they didn't have a jet or anything to get them to their location super quick. So well, no, they, they had, need to so get ready super Minutes quick. later in the professor's remote control private jet, the X-Men and Marvel Girl, the X-Men and Marvel Girl, as though, uh, yeah, right, um, are winging towards Cape Citadel at nearly the speed of sound. So they have a ship. It's just for some reason at the beginning... They need to take a limo to get to yeah, their ship. Yeah, the, the ship was at an airport. We don't have one. You know, the mansion's not that big. It's just a school. It's just a school. And they're immediately welcomed by these military folk. Like, hey, we're the X-Men. Perhaps we can help. <laughs> like, <laughs> Imagine these, these little children, these teenagers are like, hey, sir. Hey uh, there. Hey there, mister. We're the X-Men. Perhaps we can help. Check out our matching uniforms. We got a girl now. This is Marvel Girl. And so they give him they give him the shot to go for it, to try and take down what is Magneto's defenses on this base that he's set up. And so Cyclops calls the attack, X-Men attack. Iceman and Angel and then Beast and, and Marvel Girl, they're all kind of going at it from different directions. It does look though that they're like still beating up the soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Beast jumps over like one of them. He's leapfrogging and, one with a like yeah. aggressive amount of force. Yeah. And Jean's like, sorry, y'all. I need to just blast you out of my way with my brain you're, powers. You're in my way. I'm heroing right now. It's my first time heroing and you're in my way. And it looks like Iceman's like just blasting them with He's just snow. making everybody cold. <sighs> but the magnetic energy fields look like they're too strong for Cyclops' eye blasts. You know, they're not breaking through. What but he is, goes, he goes maximum power, and he he gets he gets through it. He's just, you see, Magneto, I guess, was connected to that power, hitting through that power. Not only broke the defense, but impacted Magneto as well. 
I very much like this panel at the bottom that is like, we are going to lay this out for you, okay? Okay, mm -hmm. here we go. Ah, now I see my antagonists. In case you didn't know who the protagonist or the antagonist in the story is, now you right. know they are foes. Well, no, and, and even, you know, like he's, he's the protagonist, right? Right, in he's his, his pro Every good villain is the protagonist of their own story. He's trying to save the mutant race by destroying everyone by launching all these missiles at everything. All zeroed in on the X-Men. Oh my. But don't worry, Angel is really good at dodging everything. And so he pulls them around and, and makes them follow him as Iceman takes them down by throwing snowballs. Um, excuse me, those are labeled ice grenades. Ice grenades. Mustn't miss. They're the Angel's only chance. Bullseye. It's kind of cool the way that these just kind of drop. Yeah, because they become frozen. That's interesting. Yeah. Can't keep dodging it much longer, though. Flying Beast. You thought that trapeze work was just for fun? And I love how it's it's demonstrating that Angel's power is literally just, all right, dodge. Just right, like what is dodge what? for the longest amount of time, Angel. Well, what good does that do anyone at all? Right. Like, okay, they're shooting at you and you didn't get hit. Yep. But other things got hit and you also haven't stopped them from shooting. Yeah. It's a visually cool power that, when you think about it, is really lame. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Agreed. Later, they add like some other things that, you know, because he's a bird or angel-like creature, his bones are really hollow, and that means so that he can move very fast and he's very light, and his eyes are really good, and he can see really far because birds and angels. Dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs, right? And then I think there was something about like his blood has some kind of additional power at some point. Restorative. Yeah. But really what what made him a better character was when they made him into Archangel and they just powered him up in a different way. Well, that's when they saw they were in need of a fix. Right. That was, you know, follow the mutants. Hey, how do we upgrade some of our Let me upgrade you. Yeah. I'm in a song mood tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm putting in songs in the podcast. Ooh. Okay, so they're dodging. They're dodging. They're they're grabbing Beast missiles helps. with their feet. And Magneto is not having it. Nope. Not having it at all. He just tangles Angel up in a bunch of random metal. So their team is not doing very well. No, they're not. They're not doing all that well at all. Magneto is just too powerful and he's able to just throw all this stuff at these kids they're yeah, just kids is. this is their first time right all right but also magneto is amazing yeah so even right if he's, they a, were he's adults, a full he's a full-grown man but even if they were adults he would take them down mm -hmm. but they've got a plan yeah so it looks like magneto is like attacking them with this this train this canister of rocket fuel on fire as he's throwing it at them and Thanks. Iceman at the last minute throws up an ice shield around them. Magneto's eyes at that last panel. She's so open in a way. Now with them out of the way, nothing remains to interfere with the master plan of the miraculous Magneto. That's it twice. Miraculous Magneto. I miraculous know. Magneto. He loves it. Alliteration. But yeah, so they, they break right through. What were you talking about? Oh, this 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 wall of magnet power, the shower curtain of magnetic power. Yeah, what's happening here? They're just blocking them. You know, they can't get away. Magneto's making his escape. 
because you haven't defeated me yet. I can still escape, flying by means of magnetic repulsion. So you have may you may have won the battle. Yeah. But I will win the war. Right. You know, classic end of the issue has to resolve itself, but you know, this is meant to be the arc nemesis. The arch you know, this is the big di- the big guy. The big bad, as you would say, oh, as yeah. they call him. So now they're just sunshine and rainbows. Everything's great. Your base is operational. As they fly off into the sunset. As they fly off into the giant Xavier head. Yeah, because he's always watching creepily in the (laughs) distance. So creepy. Yeah. That's it. That's it? Issue one. Okay, issue one. What'd you think? I mean, it was... a classic piece of Marvel history. Oh, well, that just puts... Like a little, just a little bit of pressure on my reaction. There you go. A classic piece of Marvel history. I mean, it's amazing to have them introduced. It's cool that they have um, powers. I enjoy the witty 60s catchphrases. Yeah, they're definitely fun kids. Um, yeah. Overall, I, I don't feel super like... If that was the first I ever heard, me, Alicia, non-comic reader, if I if someone was like, here, here's this story, I'd be like, all right, cool story. I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kind of wrapped itself up, you know, but, but obviously. Nothing, nothing caught you into the plight of Yeah, I didn't really. Kind or, there's not really any background. Right. You know, you hear Magneto say, I'm doing this for the freedom of mutant dumb or whatever essentially you know because homo superior blah blah magneto things and i don't mean blah blah because i love magneto but there's no i didn't i don't know why i and maybe if i had actually read the dialogue there would be a little bit more of this overarching story of humans trying to take down mutants and not not a whole lot more Interestingly, that develops over time. You know, you talk about how you have an initial concept and then you're seeding it with more information as you reveal more as you go through it. But Mm -hmm. out the gate, what became a great metaphor for the civil rights movement and then inspired or and then was inspired by the civil rights movement even further, really at the start, that wasn't a big intent of theirs, at least from what I've read in interviews. I did a couple of... Oh, so it just... The parallel of the civil rights movement just became connected to it because of how the characters develop and their their isolation? There might have been some at the beginning of, you know, oh, they're outcasts, but, you know, this idea of feared and hated and and prejudiced and, and direct allegory to the civil rights was at least to my knowledge not fully formed at this first issue that it was it was from reaction it was from conversation it was from development over time that it led to and and then even started to embody they say that Xavier's attitudes and his his approach is like Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, well right? I did say that in right. Yeah, he calls his, it his his, his Dr. Dream. Right. King dream or right. something. Yep. And that Magneto's attitudes are more of Malcolm X. Oh, I don't know if that's actually true, though. I remember I and I'm not going to say this for certain because I definitely want to do research. But I remember doing a little bit more research and reading or hearing something about how Malcolm X is is portrayed 
in more of a vanquish the the evil sort of light when in reality that wasn't necessarily his motivation Hmm. um i don't know a whole lot about malcolm x and his history i just pulled up history.com and he urged his fellow black americans to protest themselves uh, to protect themselves against white aggression by any means necessary a stance that often put him at odds with the nonviolent teachings of Martin Luther King Jr. His charisma and oratory skills helped him achieve national prominence in the, so whether or not, and I agree, and that's interesting to kind of say. Yeah, I definitely took notes on it somewhere. Was it overly hyped into this aggressive counterpoint to MLK after the fact, or was that actually, you know, they they even put quotations around by any means necessary? Right. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I think I rem- I think I read something about how it was later characterized in that light, and the idea that when you're when you're recounting certain points of history, you're just doing the bullet points and you're doing the the standout things, right. and you're not necessarily telling the story the from story. the full story. But anyway, that's sort of a tangent. 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 What do you think about the issue? I we talked about it a little bit. Right? I, I, anything else it that you, was fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, also think that this came out in 1963. Right, exactly. Right? And, and so, it's the first one ever. Right. And so that was, what? These kids, they were like me. I want to be a mutant. Do you, though? Yeah, and I can see, you know, them setting it up as, here's the story, here's the team, and here's our, our evil villain who we will try to defend against. And so they they laid the groundwork in that sense and they give you a little bit of the personality of each of the characters and they show you Xavier being this overarching thing. Is there anything in there about um, Xavier and Eric or Magneto knowing each other? Nope. I don't think so. So we don't know that really yet. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's there. My experience with older comics is that they're not as interesting as newer comics. Sure. And I know that over time, the writing of comics became more complex and there was more backstory and mm. things and like it that. Just, it became a medium that could tell more mature stories. Yeah. Where it wasn't just, especially around this era, the directive was to make it that any issue you could pick up and join in, right? They wanted, Right, they and that's like these, how I felt about this. Right, I read it, it and... It starts and it ends. And that was the intent of serialized comics back in the 60s was you could buy this and you could love it and it would just be that thing and it could be done. But next issue, if you find issue five and that's the first one, you wouldn't get too lost. It still would be accessible to you, which I feel is somewhat of the challenge with modern comics or or comics nowadays and people trying to get in new. But I think too, you think about maybe where comics were sold then and uh, the way people had access to things, it might be more likely that someone would be walking by a newsstand or a comic shop or something and they would just have the latest one on display and you'd pick it up versus, right. Versus things like Marvel Unlimited or subscription-based things. That, Marvel Unlimited. Well, I'm actually sure they have su- had subscriptions. I'm sure they had subscriptions. Yeah, probably. Marvel Unlimited, which is how we were both reading. 
this issue. Yeah, so it was fraud when I did a page turn noise because there was no actual pages yeah. being turned. Digital pages turning. We have we have real pages for the next comic that we'll be reading. Great, excited. Before we close this issue out, I do have a surprise. You have a surprise. I have a surprise. I am dying inside because just so it's you really, all... It's really not that exciting. Okay, but just so you all know, Justin had told me, I think yesterday, hey, there's a surprise and you're going to find out about it this weekend and i'm like okay when no and no other information very similarly to how um i would feel anticipation or slight frustration when justin would say as it seems or something when we were reading the first hour so you can assume we can assume we can as assume we can assume because you know more and i want to know everything so there's a surprise and, and i'm reacting to it right now this is real people and i just you know you don't want to give away everything that's the the joy of comics is that there's surprises at every turn of the page and it just becomes a, a thing um this is to kind of build off of who we got on the table here okay so on the table we have magneto and charles xavier and Holy moly, it's the original five X-Men. Is that, are those action figures? Are they, oh snap. Well, I do understand why this is more of a surprise for you than it is for me. Yes. <laughs> but the the boxing is amazing and it's very relevant. Yeah, right. And they, they look just pretty spot on. Yeah, you have- those are great. Iceman could look a little bit more snowy. Yeah, I think Iceman could be a little chunk, like, I don't want it, like, chunkier in that, like, not as not slick. smooth, yeah. yeah. Not as smooth of ice, but um, I love I love how the beast looks. Yeah, those are great. So you want to open them? Yeah, we're going to open them for sure. Yeah, you want to open them. I'm going to open them. Yeah. I'm going to open is them. This, is this your first, this is going to be your first action figure opening, I think. Yeah, it is. Is that exciting? Yeah. So is, that, are no, we gonna just, are we gonna do a video of this? We are. Okay, so y'all are gonna have to find us and watch this video. Where can they find it when it's done? YouTube or maybe our social media. We'll see. <gasps> Ooh, exciting! Because this this won't come out for a little while. Yeah, this will be a bit word. So if you check out the unboxing video, that's exciting. Look at me, I'm like so giddy. I get she's to be excited involved about in an action unboxing figure. action figures. Um. All right then. Until next time, old friend. Charles! Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 